Thanks for downloading and listening to a Quick Timeout podcast presented by Dr. Dish Basketball. If you're in the market for a shooting machine, look no further than Dr. Dish Basketball's incredible lineup of shooting machines. Their CT, All-Star Plus, and Rebel Plus models have been bought by thousands of programs around the world, while their home model is being used by players all over the country, right in their own backyards and driveways. New to the lineup this year is the Dr. Dish facility model for those with basketball training businesses. These machines are must-have for those looking to take their shooting to the next level. To find out more, visit drdishbasketball.com. What you're about to listen to is part two of my conversation with Coach Jim Boone. Last week, Coach Boone shared his offensive philosophy as well as things for coaches to think about when formulating their own offensive philosophies. This week, we dive into blocker-mover offense, what it is, the variations you can use within the system, and how they teach it there at UAFS. Make sure to stick around to the end. Coach Boone has an exclusive offer for a quick timeout listeners that I know some of you will want to take advantage of. Without further ado, here's the rest of my conversation with Coach Jim Boone. You kind of started into talking a little bit about kind of alluding to what you do and those that maybe have, again, heard of Blocker Mover, they may think that it's just pin down, flare, pin down, flare, pin down, flare over and over and over. What makes it more than that? Well, we always say that if that's all you do, then your offense becomes Groundhog Day. <laughs> and, you know, the movie Groundhog Day. We don't want to be Groundhog Day. We don't want to be the same thing over and over. And I just spoke to a coach this morning about this very same thing. Even though we have very distinct roles in our offense, and we try to plug players into those things that maximize their skill level as they develop in our offense, as they become better uh, adept at executing offensively, then we want to give them as much freedom as we can possibly give them. We've given them the discipline by virtue of the structure and our shot selection, and now we want them to have the freedom to make plays out of that structure. So it's important, I think, that we have guys that want to go make plays and want to attack the defense. We don't want to just become, why do we call Why do we call it a goal? Why do we call the rim the bucket goal? Because the goal is to score. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're trying to do. We, we want to score. So let's attack the score. And we have to have an attack mentality. Now, I don't like, and we highly discourage trying to score on the first side of the offense. That's usually just to get things set up and to get us moving and get us screening because I am a big believer in analytics, believe it or not. And uh, I am a big believer that we want to get to a third and fourth side of, uh, of our offensive play where we have made the defense have to guard us. And beyond that, uh, we're, we're trying to teach our players to let's put the defense in a situation where they make the first mistake where they make the mistake that now we can capitalize on and attack that mistake and, and, and attack it to score, to attack it to create a score. You are teaching ball screens. There's several things that you do out of that. Is that correct? Yeah, that's very correct. I mean, we can ball screen out of it. We dribble handoff out of it. We back cut out of it. We have isolations out of it. We post up out of it. We have top-down feeds out of it. We're running cutters off pin downs, off flare screens and rescreens. But Tony, here's the beauty of the offense. The hardest thing there is to guard is when there are simultaneous screens occurring 
and you had the ball between those two screens. Mm. That uh, Rick Majerus long ago called that 65 action. Really, the reason he called it 65 action is because basically you have six defenders engaged. Mm. Well, you, there's only five out there. What do you mean? Well, you've got the guy who is guarding the ball. He doesn't know that there is no help side. There is no both sides are ball side. So you've got three defenders involved in one side of the floor, ball, screener, cutter, defender. You've got three defenders involved in the other side of the floor, ball, screener, cutter, defender. So I think that's really difficult to defend. In true motion, the hardest thing with that was getting the ball in the right place at the right time. It always seemed like we would get a guy coming open off of a screen, a really good shooter, maybe the screener coming open off setting the screen, a really good shooter score, and the ball wasn't in position to be moved to that player. And we have taken this component of blocker mover and put progressions upon the basketball. So the ball is always looking at the action occurring. It's much like um, – it's kind of like the quarterback, you know, in football, okay, that my receiver, he's running and I've got, I'm looking for this and then I'm looking for that. And if that's not there, then I've got my check down right here. Well, that's the same thing we're doing with the basketball. You know, our first look is to our cutter coming off that flare screen and, and the action that could develop off of it. Okay. That's not there. Now I'm turning right back and almost simultaneously, I've got that pin down occurring. So I'm looking for my pin down. And if that's not at the same time, I'm looking right back. And now I got the rescreen off the flare screen guy side occurring. And so the ball is always looking at a scoring action. And hopefully we're tying up all defenders trying to defend those actions because we've got the ball between the two. And then when you incorporate into it ball screens, it just adds to making those defenders have to come out and guard your screeners. They can't just sag back in the paint and be uh, be okay with that. Uh, so I do think that is an extremely important element. But we will we'll step out screeners and let them catch, and they can dribble that handoff. They can dribble that back cut. And one of the things I love about the offense, Tony, is it's very much like motion from the standpoint that the only limitations are your imagination as a coach. So whatever you can see that your team can do and what you want them to be able to do are the things you can employ uh, in the offense. This is probably only needed for younger coaches. I know older coaches are more of them I'm hearing are, are coming to this conclusion. But if you're not teaching your players to make plays, to read the defense, to then adjust out of it, this is just a framework for then allowing your players to have the freedom. Absolutely. And when you say to let them make plays, you kind of just describe that a little bit with those two, you know, looking the progressions and teaching and, you know, how is the defender playing us and that sort of thing. What triggers those other things that you just described that you can do out of this? And then a step beyond that, how do you teach that? Great questions. Let, let me go back to this because I think this is where I would start uh, to answer that big picture question. We wanted an offense that's founded in fundamentals so that when we're teaching fundamentals, we're teaching offense. Those aren't two separate things. Now, 
how do we teach the framework? We, we like to do it in, in layers. And our layer one is basically to teach the basic movement. Let me digress for just a second, you know, because I've kind of alluded to it a couple times why we have chosen to run this other than running pure motion offense. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the learning curve is shorter here. It's easier to teach. It's easier to to put it in and run it basically in, in a very short period of time. Well, why? Because we have taken care of by the structure of the offense spacing, which is one of the hardest things to teach in any offense. And any great coach will tell you the best way to see if a coach is worth his salt is does his team maintain spacing deep into the shot clock. And if you're a team that can maintain spacing deep into the shot clock, then you're obviously being well coached. You know, what, what is it that one of the dailyisms, uh, the great Chuck Daly would always say spacing is good offense and good offense is spacing. So we've taken care of the spacing through the structure of the offense. We've taken care of our screeners and cutters knowing where the screens are going to be. You know, we're not trying to figure out, okay, am I a screener or am I a cutter? Who should be setting the screen this time? And as simplistic as that sounds, And it's something I taught for years and years and years. It was determined by, you know, who's closest to the midline and what your role is. And then it it plays out of that. Well, in this case, we've predetermined that for you. Our guys all know who who the screeners are. As Coach Bennett would say, the blockers. Our guys all know who our movers are, uh, which we call cutters. So we've taken that part of it out. Now what we do in that first layer, and, and that's why I think the teaching has become easier than, than teaching the emotion offense. And then we've added the progressions to it. So the ball always knows what action it's looking at. So spacing, role development, and where the ball is going, that's all been, that's all been taken care of within the structure of the offense. So that's the first thing we're teaching in layer one, and we do it 5 on 0 so throughout the season, we're going to do a lot of 5 no, and that's something we probably didn't do as much when we were teaching true motion. We're doing a lot less breakdown. We don't have the two-on-two, three-on-three, you know, the build-up, two-on-one screening, two-on-two screening, three-on-three screening, four-on-four. We don't have that uh, like we would have when we were running true motion. We're spending a lot more time doing 5-on-0 to teach the movement, and then playing 5-on-5. It is very rare for anyone to come and watch our team practice and not see at least 20 to 30 minutes of 5-on-5 offense, if not more, Hmm. in a 90-minute practice period. So basically, we're teaching it by playing. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're teaching it by coaching it in playing. We're going to do a lot of a lot of offense, defense, offense, uh, where we're running our offense versus defense, then we're getting back to play defense, and then we are transitioning from one end. We call it conversion. We're converting from one end to the other end back to the offensive end, and we'll end it there. And whether we're playing that competitively or we're playing it to work on one specific team, and obviously the team that starts on offense is going to get a lot more offensive work 
the team that starts on defense is going to get a lot more defensive work. Uh, we're going to focus on what we need to do with our group that day or that period. But we're, you're going to see a, our team playing that. You're going to see our team uh, running some half-court offense. You're going to see our team. But most of the time, we don't run nearly as much half-court as what people might think. This is a conversion game, and you've mm-hmm. got to be able to teach your team to get back on defense or to convert to offense. And, again, we want to come down the floor and look aggressively to score. If we have numbers, we will run on turnovers. We will run on long rebounds. Uh, and if we don't have that, then we are taking our time to get the ball up the court and we're getting into our offense. And we want to flow right into that. So we want to do as much conversion in, in our practice periods as we can. And then finally, we I like doing – uh, several small two to four minute, three to four minute, generally speaking, scrimmage periods in our practice. So we might put four minutes on the clock and we're playing for four minutes. And then we'll go, you know, free throws twos where we shoot 30 seconds of free throws at our six buckets. And then we're right back at it. We got four more minutes we're playing. And then four more minutes we're playing. And I feel like in that period of time, we can do a ton of teaching as coaches and our players are learning how to play in our offense. A quick timeout podcast is sponsored by three on three hoops hub. If you're a basketball coach looking to grow your program, raise funds for your program or build your basketball business, you're going to want to check out what three on three hoops hub can do for you. Three on three hoops hub has run over 350 three on three basketball leagues for thousands of kids since 1997 and is helping coaches all across country do the same. Three-on-three basketball is the ideal format for players to get more opportunities, work on all skills and positions, and have fun playing competitive basketball with their friends. You can bring three-on-three to your community and do it like an expert by learning from the best three-on-three Hoops Hub free training. To find out more and get access to the training, simply click the training.3on3hoopshub.com QTO link in the show notes below. Because you're playing so much, do you watch everything? Or have you designated an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator type thing to your staff? I'm not a big coordinator guy. Uh, I've just never been a big fan of of having an offensive and defensive coordinator. Are you coaching both of them at the same time because of the amount of I'm coaching both at the same time. What I have done is – and I – I'm not even as big a fan of having like one assistant coach coach our blue team and one assistant coach coach our white team, but that happens quite a bit, uh, particularly when we go to timeout situations and teaching our guys how to come out of those and ATOs and all that kind of stuff. So, but I'm usually coaching both teams and uh, yeah, I try to see as much as I can. I can't see everything. And Tony, that's where film for me is huge. We film every practice. I don't think there's any excuse for any for every coach. I don't care what level you're at, not to film in today's world. If you got to take your cell phone up there and film, then film. There's so much we get from it, and it's such a great it's a great learning tool for me as a coach because after every practice, I tell our players all the time. You know, I, I've I've seen you practice uh, probably three to four times because in that one day of practice, because I saw it live and then I'm watching it at least once from an offensive perspective, once from a defensive perspective, and then maybe again, just to see the whole 
Hmm. So hmm. I'm trying to watch as much as I can. I can't see everything, and I'm hoping that I've got uh, two other guys out there. I've got two great assistant coaches, and that whatever I miss, they're picking up, and and that then I get a chance to see it on film. We just started like scratching the surface of this. You have some additional resources, and that's what I was alluding to at the beginning. I hope hope uh, coaches are interested and maybe uh some of these myths have been debunked in connection to blocker mover um but you <laughs> <Or> added to <laughs> maybe added to yeah. there will be but you have some additional resources with this can you tell them about those and where they can get those absolutely first of all uh i would like to say this i anybody that has a question about how we play or what we can help you with i'm always open to that and i don't have an issue with doing this. I always give my cell, cell number out. My cell phone is 479-755-7349. I talked to two coaches this morning that are wanting to run blocker mover about what we do and our ideas. I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. It's good for us and our approach. But you're you're more than welcome to call me anytime. But anytime coaches want to call me, I'm available. Leave your leave a message because if I don't know your number. I'm just like everybody else. I get the things about bringing my car in for uh, whatever that, that that scam is. So anyway, just leave a message and I'll call you back. The uh, second thing uh, I was going to say is we just put out the uh, blocker mover approach to motion offense uh, master class, which is a teaching video about five hours long. I think it's great stuff. We put a lot of time and effort into it. It's uh, when I say the five hours, that's because it includes one of our free fall clinics, which all just the offensive when we introduced our uh, blocker mover. I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But it's got tons of game film clips, all clipped into the specific actions and things we're looking to teach and the teaching points. It's got practice video uh, drills that we utilize to teach the offense, some teaching um, uh, five on five things, how we develop it, how, how we implement it and then develop it. Um, I think it's a really good uh, class and it's, I think it's listed as 125, but we've got it discounted to coaches for $75. And for your listeners, uh, this is what I was trying to get to. Um, if they'll go, if they pull it up on coach tube, you just go to coach tube and you, if you'll just, when you get coach tube up on, uh, or if you go to you, um, your your internet and just put uh coach to put blocker mover approach to motion offense mm-hmm. put coach to jim boone you it'll it'll pop up and when it pops up if you go to it to purchase and you put in the coupon and it's all caps right i don't think that's important but what is important is there's no space just use your podcast a quick timeout if you just list a quick timeout uh, you can get uh, the video. I think it's uh, discounted even further to like $50 or maybe even 45 So it's a great discount if any of your listeners are interested in, uh, in purchasing the uh, class. And then finally, I did want to uh, mention our free fall clinic. And this year is October 7th and 8th. Uh, we have tons of coaches that come to that clinic from across the country. Um, it's amazing the number of people that do come. We love it. We love sharing with people and sharing with coaches. I love hearing from coaches from all other areas and some of the issues and things 
that they're dealing with. This year, we're going to have a uh, guest speaker come, which is going to be, we haven't announced who that is yet. We're going to wait for that, but it's going to be, it's going to blow some people away. But we cover everything we do in pack line defense and our blocker mover approach from A to Z. Uh, we're very transparent. We leave nothing in the uh, behind the curtain. You get to see it all and uh, in, in how we do it. Um, it's free again. And uh, all we ask coaches to do is to email us or contact us and, and register for it so we know you're coming and uh, love to have you. Those are the best ways to catch up on what we're doing with, uh, with our offensive approach. And I really appreciate you giving us an opportunity to come, come out and talk about it a little bit. And uh, hopefully somebody has thought this might be of interest to them or help them in some way. Yeah, this is great. I'm going to go ahead and link that in the description. So if you're listening to the podcast, you can scroll down into the show notes and you will have a direct link to Coach Boone's course on Blocker Mover. You just have to enter the code there at the checkout and it'll put the discount on it. I'll be sure to put his other information, probably not his phone number, but I'll be sure to put his other information. Those of you that listened to the last episode, he's a great follow on Twitter. Be prepared to be hungry if you follow his uh is it okay? <laughs> I appreciate what's it, that too. What's in the trigger today? Uh, probably, uh, probably tonight's dinner will be uh, some chicken thighs, and uh, <laughs> we'll uh, smoke those up, and they'll they'll be real good. I've got my assistant coach coming over tonight, so right. uh, that'll be good. We'll talk a little basketball. Uh, you want to give out your address as well, or too many coaches come come to that one? I'm just kidding. Hey, yeah, we our our doors <laughs> always open. You never know who shows up. We're always loving to talk a little ball. I'm a ball coach. I had somebody ask me the other day, uh, I was dealing with some some outside things and they started running some uh, some complicated uh, law and things like that past mm-hmm. me. I said, hey, listen, I don't know anything <laughs> about that stuff. I'm a ball coach. And that's all I want to uh, be. So. That's great. That's Coach Jim Boone, head coach for the UAFS Alliance. Coach, always a pleasure. Uh, it's a pleasure being here. Thank you, Tony. And- If anybody wants to reach out, feel free to do that any way we can help you.